Art of the Assistant. Brought to you from the hills of almost heaven, West Virginia. A podcast created to encourage and assist those who are sitting in the second chair of their ministries and organizations. Hey everybody, welcome back to Art of the Assistant. So good to have you with us and finally been able to get back down to Weston, West Virginia. And sitting here at the Timothy Center Coffee Shop having a sugar-free s'mores latte, catching up with Dan and... And it's good to be back, good to be here, and catching up on uh, a session that has taken us two and now today three. <laughs> We're wrapping uh, it up today. To though. get through. But I yeah. promise you'll not see what's next. Right. You don't have to worry about what's next because this is the last right. what's next. What's next, um, part yes. 17. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, we can do that quick. We're like, oh, no, that's not going to happen. But I guess it just proves that this is such an important aspect of ministry. And as Dan and I sit here and we talk about what God has taken us through over the years and what he's taken us through now, mm-hmm. you know, this idea of what's next, it's it's there. And I'm just thankful that God knows what's next, you yeah. know, and he goes before us. He's the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the ending. He knows the end from the beginning, mm-hmm. and there's no surprises with him. So even if you're sitting there right now hoping we give you the magic um, last three points that you need to understand and know and comprehend what's next, I'm afraid it's not going to be the case. Right. Um, we just don't know. I mean, you don't know if it's if God has a career change. You don't know if God has a position change. You know, I knew for sure I was going to go from assistant pastor to pastor right away early in my ministry, and it was from an assistant pastor to an assistant pastor to an assistant pastor. Right. Mm-hmm. And and I'm thankful God knew though, because I needed all three of those to round me into you know right. where I am today. Yeah. And I wouldn't be able to do this podcast if it wasn't for that. Yeah. And so God God has a plan and God has a purpose. So as we've we've gone through this list, you know, number one was you've got to be content where you are. Number two, the key is serving and working all out where you are. Mm-hmm. You know, don't don't just just make it um, through. You know, you got to give it your all. I, I see it, especially in our school ministry. A teacher knows she's going to be leaving the next year and. Man, my kids are a month behind, right. and, and the room hasn't been changed, the decorations since Christmas, because they've already checked out. Right. Yeah. Don't check out. Nobody should know that you're looking to go. Which, by the way, um, I, uh, I had gathered our deacons and trustees after we did this podcast and just said, listen, um, my, my heart hasn't been here. Hmm. And I apologize to them. I apologize to our church. And I have no idea, you know, and I told them, I don't, I don't know if the future is 10 years, 15 years, 10 months, 15 months. Um, but I want to be 100% here while I'm here. Wow. And so no matter what position you're in, whether it's assistant, whether it's pastor, whether uh, it's teacher, um, it's so important uh, to be where you are 100%. And that's got to be on purpose. So yeah. anyway, not to rehash no, that's that. that's great. Yeah, yeah. Remember, you're there. You're not self-serving. You're there to serve. Yeah. You know, those those people, you're there to love them and serve them no matter what. And again, I think we talked about, you know, H.B. Charles. He goes back to his church he left every year and preaches. Yeah. That's the attitude you want. Uh, number three, you're willing to go when God taps you on the shoulder. Yeah. Number four, you must be willing to give up some things to go. And that mm-hmm. still hurts my feelings to talk about it, but I get to go on vacation this week and see the South again. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> At least it's like a vacation there. Um, you know, what's next? Um might be the senior pastor role or just another place for you to learn and grow. Right. And again, that goes back to what we were saying. And today we're going to hit six, seven, and eight. 
So what's next must be directed by God. What's next will be preceded by a unique desire. And God is preparing you for what is next. And man, that's exciting as we look at it and we talk about it. So number six, what's next must be directed by God. You know, if Elisha tried to make it happen on his own, Mm -hmm. if Elisha went out and tried to you know, become the next great prophet, the next Elijah, he would have missed so much. Not that God couldn't use him in spite of, right? but if he wouldn't have submitted and allowed God to direct him, one, he wouldn't have been able to revisit all the places with Elijah that Elijah Mm -hmm. went. He wouldn't have been able to see one of the greatest miracles of all time. You know, we still sing songs about it and talk about it today. Elijah, you know, one of the only two men in the Bible that didn't die. Right. So he got to see that transpire. And then, in doing so, by waiting and being directed by God, everyone else got to see that this was of God. Right. You know, he took that mantle, smote the waters, tomb they parted, and they're like, whoa, he's after the spirit of Elijah. Yeah. And it was all because he was waiting to be directed mm-hmm. by God. And, and, and guys, it's so important for you as you're considering what's next. You know, the... This is tough. I, I wish it was easy, but it's not. You know, Dan, the Bible says too, that the ways of a man are right in his own eyes, right. but the end thereof are the ways of death. Yeah. It's like, bro, what's, <laughs> I, don't, yeah. I don't want to die. You right. know, I don't want to go the way of death, but how do I know what's the ways of the Lord? How do I know, you know this is God directing? What do you think? How, how do we know this is of God? Well, I, I go to Philippians and go for peace. Hmm. Um, it's... The, the peace of God shall rule your hearts yeah. through Christ Jesus. And if you look, it's almost like a recipe for God's peace, no matter what's going on in life. Um, there, are, there are some times where God is stirring inside of you, yeah. and there are some times that circumstances are stirring up mm-hmm. inside of you. And uh, although God uses uh, our desires, we've got to make sure that the relationship with Him is right, that the relationship is with others are right. I heard a, a lady yesterday tell me that God used an angry neighbor to get her to move from the city to the country, mm. and it was God's will. She loves it, yeah. but it, he used an angry neighbor to right. kind of stir the, yeah. the pot, yeah. stir her nest there, don't, or hey, as you put it, shake the tree. All, right? all deacons are angry, so don't, right? don't do that. <laughs> uh, so I think that the peace of God is going to be the most important That's thing. Good. Well, what does Philippians say? It says that we ought to bear out all of our requests before him um we're we're sharing our heart with god yeah he already knows it but t- we're talking that out with him uh, we're doing that all of our prayers and supplications we're letting them be made known uh, with thanksgiving and when that happens the peace of god comes mm. and the the other thing would be um recognizing we all have strengths and weaknesses. And so when you recognize within yourself, I am prone to wonder when these things are happening. Yeah. Whether it's I'm tired or yeah. whether I've got this relationship with someone that is um, not the best. And because of that, you, be honest with yourself. And when you're honest with yourself, um, it, it's brutal and it, it's hurtful at times. Uh, because we have to hear the, the truth from ourselves. going, no, um, it, it's, it's really because I don't want to deal with this. I'm, yeah. It's fight or flight sometimes in situations, and we're trying to flee rather than fight. Mm. Um, and fight, I don't mean literally fight. Yeah. I'm, no, I'm just saying you stand your ground and, right. and see the situation through. You know, um, 
I I would love I love vehicles. I I look at new cars and stuff yeah, like that yeah. all, all the time. And I know I shouldn't. I know I can't afford it. Right. But I'm still looking at yeah. the the vehicle I can't afford. Yeah. But sometimes when I just clean up the vehicle I have, I'm like, man, this is this is a nice car. <laughs> right. 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 <laughs> and yeah. sometimes. Uh, it's like I, I want to move out of this house, and the only reason you want to move out of that house is because it, it's a mess, mm-hmm. or it, this project needs fixed, right. and you don't want to fix it, and so you're running from that. Right. It's not God directing right. you, but it's the circumstances yeah. you're running from. So you got to have honest conversations yeah. with yourself, uh, so that you can know for sure. Okay, yeah. God is directing this, and not my own emotions. That's right. And I think I think too a good thing to ask, and I do this all the time, is okay. So. If I'm a I'm new, if I got hired at this church and I was a new assistant there, I would. This is what I would do, and I'd be so excited to do that. So take a step back and see where you are now, and say, okay, if I was a new guy coming into Faith Baptist Church, mm-hmm. if I was a new guy coming into Hope Spring, what would I do? Right. Then do it. Then yeah. do it. You know. And it's. But yeah, I mean, Paul. So and I think too, being directed by God, maybe it is out of ministry. I don't know. But as we think about being directed by God in ministry. Um, the Apostle Paul was, man, where, where do you want me next, God? Mm-hmm. You know, and it's in Acts, was it Acts 15, I think. He's, he tries to go to Zemijah, he tries to go to Bithynia, and God shuts the door. You know, the right. Spirit of God forbade him to go. Yeah. And, and some of you have been there. I mean, you thought, man, this job is it. I'm lined up. Mm-hmm. I've sent in my resume. The deacons love me. The pulpit committee, committee loves me. And then you get a call, uh, you know, I'm... I, we're going a different direction. Uh-huh. Like, whoa, you know, the for sale sign was almost in the yard. Right, right. And and that's God shutting that door. Yeah. And that's okay because you know in that you're being directed by God. Mm-hmm. And and so for us, you know, we're praying, God, in, in North Carolina, put us where you want us. Put us where you want us. God, just make your will known. I knew it was time for us to make the next step in ministry. God, where's this next step? And I don't care if it's, if it's um, Africa, you know, Asia or America or South America. I just want to be where you want me. Right. Show me and direct me, you know, in that. And and so so as we were praying, and my prayer then was, God, put us where we can be used. And I don't want to go just to a church just to fill a position. I want to go where we're needed. Right. And so I'm, I'm candidating in Ohio. I'm candidating in West Virginia. I'm not sure which one are God's leading. And we got that phone call saying, you know, Pastor Moran's got cancer we have no other pastor here. We don't know what we're going to do. He's mm-hmm. going to have surgery. He's going to have chemo, radiation. My prayer was, God, where we're needed. So who steps into a ministry for a man who's been there 47 years right. and just takes over? Mm-hmm. Well, we could because everybody there knew us. Mm-hmm. My wife's from there. We know the culture. We know the people. They trust right. us. Right. And, and we said, okay, Lord, this is it. Yeah. This is it. But that was directed completely by God. Yeah. And I think sometimes we think because there's an opportunity, okay, that that makes it directed by God, but that's not always the case. Mm-hmm. You know, um just because it's it's a new opportunity or it's bigger and better doesn't mean God's directing you to go. That's that's absolutely uh, true. I think that COVID has shaken things up mm-hmm. in, in a lot of people's lives. Uh, we've seen um, so much. We've seen people leave. We've seen yeah. um, people not just leave to go to maybe another church, but just get out of church altogether. Yeah. yeah. And uh, we've seen some decisions during COVID, um, even in leadership of churches that maybe we even disagreed with. And so um, it, it's it's shaken us up. 
to to the point where I've seen so many transitions in the last oh, two years. Been so many, and I mean, people when, resigning or transitions, right? And yeah. right, yeah. And um, I wonder. Okay, may, maybe God used that. Um, yeah. But it could be that we were just so sick of dealing with what we were dealing with that that we're looking you know yeah um and then what what happens you know you say what's next for me i think it's fair if if you're a shepherd or you're you're assisting that Mm -hmm. shepherd that you're saying what's next for them yeah and um i I understand that you know where god guides he provides and all the the cliches that that we would use there i understand that yeah but at the same time, you do care about those people, Absolutely. and you do love yeah. those people. Yeah. And so, I think it's a fair assessment. Are you really leaving, and leaving that ministry and that pastor, and um, just so you can flee, or are you are you going to leave them in such a bind that it's going to be you know yeah. difficult for them to recover? Yeah. And you know, it's are you leaving in the in the peak of a season that that's going to be detrimental to the ministry? Yeah. And maybe God's in that, but we better be sure that he's in that. Yeah. And, and we're not just, we, yeah. we just don't want to deal with it. Right. No, that's really good. You know, I was listening to a podcast, um, just the last one that came out, um, Greg McGowan. If you've not read Essentialism, you need to do it. And, and so he has a podcast, and I was listening to this podcast, and he was interviewing Ken Coleman, who I love Ken Coleman. Actually, my boys listened to him at 13 and 14 and told me, Dad, you got to listen to this guy. Really? You would love him. And Ken Coleman's the man. And so the, Greg was inter, interviewing Ken, and he said, what's happening is we were all content where we were, but COVID showed us change. Mm-hmm. And he said, you know, so people who were afraid of change or wouldn't consider change, everybody had to change. So now that we've changed, people are more apt to do so. Hmm. And and so where I didn't think I could, well, hey, I just went six months speaking to a camera with no people. Right. You know, we didn't have church. Mm-hmm. Okay, we survived that. These people can survive without a pastor preaching on video. They can survive without me. You know, so people right. are more apt right. now to change than they ever have been. Mm-hmm. And so even I have a, you know, a, a, a leader in my church who was working and he just walked away. So I don't need this anymore. Hmm. And just, boom, he's done. Yeah. You know, yeah. and no income coming in, you know, unemployment. Do you know what? It's okay. Right. I can't do this. I got to change. Right. So that would have never happened a year ago. Right. Or two years ago. Mm-hmm. But COVID has changed things. It has. And, and it, it's been stressful in ministry. I mean, I think you and I both would be lying if we said we hadn't thought about just walking away ourselves. Sure. Sure. And doing what? I don't know. I don't care. I just right. got to be done because right. I can't take this mm-hmm. anymore. Yeah. And and so yeah, that's there, Dan, for well, sure. As we I look think at it. you know, Ephesians says, "And having done all to stand, stand, um, take." If if God has not given you definite direction, and you yeah. cannot say yeah. beyond a shadow of a doubt that the Lord is is impressing this um, in my heart, yeah. then stay put, stay, stay faithful yeah. uh, until you get some clear direction. Yeah. And that kind of segues into the next point. You know, it what's does. next? Will be preceded by a unique desire, mm-hmm. and you know you have this idea of okay, I think God's shaking my tree here. There's, there's a dissatisfaction. Maybe there's there's a what I once got really really excited about. I don't get excited about anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, when we delight ourselves in the Lord, He does give us the desires in our heart, and I believe that God places desires in our heart. Yeah, and yep, so I do too. 
preceding even the unique desire is is kind of a um, a lack of love or infatuation for what you used to get really really mm-hmm. excited about. Yeah. Yeah. And so from there you start to have a new passion. You start mm-hmm. to have a um, man I Yeah. if if it's you know, working with the homeless or working in a jail or what, whatever. Yeah, you mean um, the guy that left all those prescription drugs right, in yes. front of my church today? <laughs> <laughs> yes, um, very you unique. Prescription drugs, right? Man, he's got a slew of them now. I, I, I do, uh. I do. But I, I have a feeling that all the good stuff they've already stolen, yeah, and already. they just uh, they just left us the blood pressure medication. But um, uh. anyway, uh, so yeah, you've got that unique desire to to. Do something you're passionate yeah. Yeah. about that maybe you weren't passionate about before, I love it. Absolutely. Um, and that's that's awesome. That's yeah. God given, wouldn't that's you say? God. Oh, it's absolutely God given. I, I think you know, and I've used this illustration before, and I think it's 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 pretty cheesy, but you know, as we said, if you always drive a Ford, and all of a sudden you've got a desire for Chevy, and a new Chevy shows up in your driveway, whoa, God gave me just what I wanted. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so God does that. I was talking two illustrations. One was my daughter last night. She was in a mood. Um, all of her friends sat in a pew last night and she had to sit by herself and it just was so I thought I'd just go in and try to cheer her up now nah, 16 year old there's no cheering her up so I started talking <laughs> about you know going down to Pensacola this week thinking about what classes do you want to see you know mm-hmm. thinking about going there and it's, I don't know what I want to major in I don't want to do anything I just want to stay home and I'm like well I said let's what about education I just don't see myself doing that and I'm like, okay, well, what about, you know, if I were you, I would think about English. Then you could go into law school if you wanted to, or mm-hmm. you could write a blog or, or do it. People aren't even working now. They're just doing reels and making millions off of them. Yeah. So you could do drama, speech, communications. I can't, nah, I'm, I'm not good on a camera. I said, okay, well, what about a doctor? You know, well, every doctor I know has had an affair. I'm not doing that either. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I was kind of having fun with right, it, honestly, right there, you know. Yeah, you can't and win. I can't win. It was one of those situations I couldn't win, but I was just trying to think of everything I could come up with to try to get her. But, you know, the bottom line was, Cammy, you need to start praying now that God will give you the desire. Mm-hmm. You know, God, just show me what you want me to do. Yeah. Plant that desire in my heart. Yeah. And, and you know, where you want me to go to college and what you want me to do with my life. And, and with me, you know, it was a couple things. But one, you know, when I was in Africa and I was... Uh, the, my trip got turned upside down, but I started to minister. When I was there in Africa, I got to meet with all the leaders of the churches in the area mm. and talk to those deacons, and I loved it. I met with a public school teachers. They call them a university, all of them, and I got to teach them and encourage them, and I loved it. Um, I was counseling pastors, young pastors, and, and God was like, I just loved it. Yeah. And so I knew then from student ministry now I'm working with all these adults and I'm enjoying it. Right, right. And I knew, okay, God, God was saying, listen, this is this is what you're made for. Mm-hmm. It's time to look at a transition. I had no idea where, and that's why we started praying. Yeah. Because God was changing, you know, my desires. Mm-hmm. And that's I think that's what the Lord does. Absolutely. Now again, like you said, there's a big difference between discontentment and a desire. Right. Yep. And and is it is is the reason I'm not enjoying this place anymore, enjoying what I'm doing, is it just because I'm like my daughter was last night, I'm in a mood. Right. Yeah. No, but it wouldn't matter what you did for me. If you gave me a thousand, a hundred thousand dollars, I'm still gonna mm-hmm. be in a mood. Right. You know, or is it really God shaking the tree yeah. and changing those desires, you know, in our hearts? And then then finally, in all of that, in points one through seven, Dan, it's all building to this fact God is preparing for us for what is next. Yeah. 
no matter what it is. Yep. You know, he's prepping us for what lies next. And and it may be what's next in your current ministry. Yes. There's different seasons in ministry. Absolutely. When when I first came on uh, staff as an assistant, my main responsibility was keeping things clean. Mm. Uh, which you can ask my wife is not my strong suit, you know. Um, but I was I was responsible for you know the maintenance, keeping the grass yeah. cut, keeping the toilets clean, and and that's how I got my foot in the door. That's what they yeah. needed, and I yeah. I wanted to be in ministry, and yeah. so um, I you know I volunteered for that, even though I didn't love that. I yeah. volunteered for that. And then a few years later, uh, God opened the door in that same place to move into uh, a, a an assistant role hmm. to work with the music, and then a few years later, it was working with the youth, and right, a few right. years later, it was we're planning a a, ch- uh, a church out of that church, and now I'm not the assistant anymore. I'm, I'm a pastor, but I'm still, you know, working with and working under um, my uh, you know my pastor. Um, and so it, it could be that what's next is just a different season in your current ministry. Yeah. And, and that's okay. And that's okay. We've got to stop looking at this, you know, climbing the ladder of ministry. Mm-hmm. Well, if I can get from associate to assistant or, or however that works, I don't yeah, know, I how, know how those positions yeah. work. But, um, you know, if I can just get out of youth and do this and, mm-hmm. and you know, we've got to, we've got to stop looking at levels um uh, of positions here and if you are an assistant it doesn't mean that you're any less important than anybody else at at the church and if it's a bilateral move praise god for that if if that's what he wants for you you know you served as an assistant in in a few different uh, churches and um god god changed your direction Mm -hmm. praise god for that but if you were still an assistant today and he still had that desire in your life, yeah, absolutely. Praise God. Praise the Lord. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, one, yeah. one thing I'll mention, and I, I know we're wrapping it up here, but um, what really helped me, John MacArthur's book on Found God's Will, hmm. it helped me through this because I think we look at God's will as being very mystical. Yeah instead of very practical. And God is very practical in how he deals with us. And if we're looking for shooting stars and, you know, if someone approaches me in the next half hour wearing a green shirt, then I'm going to do, no, don't throw out a bunch of fleeces and and weird stuff like that. But he makes the point that God has already set forth in his word what his will is. And Mm -hmm. we can find those things in the Bible, you know, um, and everything give thanks for. This is the will of God. And we can go through all of those wills of God. And if we are right with God, right with others, then what desire is Mm -hmm. in your heart? Mm -hmm. And if if it doesn't violate Scripture there's a really, really good chance that God is is directing you in that yeah. direction and giving you that desire. That's really good. So so I'll conclude with the sentence that I opened with. You first must realize that you are exactly where God wants you to be. And you are right there, men. You are where you need to be. And even some ladies, maybe in an assistant role that are listening in, you're right where you need to be. And so we've got to be content in that and just trusting the Lord in these steps of what's next. Yeah. And it's exciting to think about, you know, even what's next for Faith Baptist Church? What's next for Hope's Point? What's next for you? We don't know, but God does. So I hope you take these eight steps and and look back on them as God is, is working in you for what is next. 
Once again, thank you for joining Art of the Assistant. If you know someone that can use this podcast or it'll be an encouragement to them, please share it, subscribe, like, write us a good review so others will find us and be able to benefit um, in our in our ministries and on our roles as an assistant. Have a great day, gang.